Dwarfish. It does. Dwarfish. Yeah, dwar- it's dwar- a dwarf. It's dwarven. Dwarfish. It's is a dwarfish. Dwarfish is? Hey, Dylan. You know just- what? You're not wrong. I'm laughing. It just looks funny. It's a dwarfish. I just want you to know that every time you say it like that, or any of these names like that, I'm going to give you a temporary HP. One temporary HP? Yep, one temporary HP, because you're going to need it from the consequences. Oh. <laughs> I don't think that's cool. <laughs> Why? You were getting free temp HP every time you say Edelberg work wrong. Say it Man, again? You know, I, you know I can't read. Do you say something about Edelberg twerk? Yeah. No, I don't think so. No. Um, plus, it's my birthday. Is it your birthday? Yeah. Is it Cody's birthday too, and Jason's birthday? Exactly. You know, their birthdays were in October. It's November now. Oh, oh buddy. It's close enough to be Cody's birthday too. I'll agree with that. Cody gets to be born on Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't need any favors. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Dungeons and Dragons. I'm your story master, Scott Riley, and here's my party. We're only going to get it right once this time, so let's do it right off the bat. Einar, say hello. Hello. Logan, you angry? Uh, not yet. All right. Oz, are you wise? <laughs> Always. Isby, are you a bear? Not yet. <laughs> Sabine, you got any mead? Always in my hip. Eugene, what's your heart rate? 346. <laughs> I think that's, that's a, really high. Pretty sure that's a heart attack or cardiac. Yeah, you're going to go into a cardiac arrest soon. Is, it, for, is so, it high for elves, though? Yeah, I would argue elves have a lower resting heart rate than humans. They're also chill. I'm also not completely you know, versed in the anatomy of elves. I am. I'm, I'm the DM. So, when we last left off, three of you were stuck in a void of darkness with only a small glowing orb to guide your way, and the other three of you were chilling in a very lavish front foyer of the manor in the DeVita family. We're going to start off with the three of you who are wondering what's behind doors two or three. Uh, Well, the first thing I'm going to do is look up at the paintings up top and see if I recognize any of them. Mm, roll me a history check. Alright, here, let's do it this way. I got a better idea. You've got three large paintings that plaster each wall outside of the wall from the entryway. They're in between the tapestries of the Davida symbol. One shows what seems to be an endless sea and one small ship sailing into what look like large stone columns in the sea the other one is of a landscape forest it kind of looks a little bit like Locron, but the trees seem very different and the third one is of a fire raging across several buildings and what looks to be almost somewhat familiar to you almost like it looks like evergarden so pick one and roll a history check uh let's go with the trees okay so just for your information, that one is the center painting. Okay, um, and that is going to be a 23. So you recognize that as the forest of the prison, or the prison forest. And it doesn't represent Lokeron at all, 
but it's known for people who walk into the forest seem to become petrified. And the only people who don't end up being petrified are drow. The legends of the forest that are in the, that is in the northeast of the continent state that any drow that walks in becomes blessed and lives a long and happy life. And anyone that isn't a drow becomes petrified and a prisoner of the forest. And this is... So this was in the center. Am am I correct in kind of mentally painting this as not necessarily above, but most closely corresponding to door two? I would argue that you'd have to roll an investigation to kind of suss that out because it's technically hanging 30 feet above door number two and there's a walkway in between it. So think of it as art to look at as you're walking from one end of the second floor to the other if you're not coming down the stairs okay so if you want to make a correlation to the doors you you can do that as a character sure but there's nothing that states that or gives that away okay well um that'll be my next section i'll give the other two a shot to do something all right isby sabine how you hanging guess I'm still just trying to look at the door and try to figure out why it's not opening or so how are you interacting with the door in front of you if you're looking at the door that Logan Einar and Osmit went through Mm -hmm. the door frame is open the doors have swung wide open and are inside the room with you now what once was a somewhat fluid black waterfall has become a solid wall of shining black oh okay I'm still just kind of like looking at it, waiting, hoping they come back, trying to like peek in, see if I can see them or anything. Okay. Because I'm not sure what to do. So roll me a, you can choose if you want to see through it, roll a perception check, or if you want to try and suss out or figure out what it is or how to get around it give me an investigation for any kind of clue you know a switch a lever something uh roll like 11. for perception or investigation perception so you stare at the black wall for some time hoping to hear either the footfalls of your companions or peer through it and maybe see something you didn't see before. And all you get is this empty blackness. It kind of creeps you out the longer you stare at it. Okay. And then I'll just look to Sabine and be like, I don't know what we should do. Sabine looks back at Isby and Eugene and just says, well, we all know I'm not the brains of the operation. If you want me to smack it, I can. And she pulls out her axe like kind of getting ready to see if they want her to hit it. I don't think that's a good idea. But are you sure? Sometimes brute force. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, Well, you did manage to crack it earlier. Could crack it some more. See what happens if we shatter it. Mm. Well, without knowing what it is, that may not be the best idea because... Uh, if it's some type of portal, we wouldn't want to make it so that our friends wouldn't be able to get back. 
Fair. So she puts her axe down. Okay. This seems like a reasonable course of action. Uh, so I guess I'll uh, try to suss out if the paintings correspond with the doors in any way. Okay. So you now know about the prison forest and the other two above the other doors. Roll a... Give me a general intelligence check. Okay. And I'll let you add your proficiency. It's a nat 20. So you look at the paintings, and one of the things you liked to do when you were in the tower with the other elves reading books was figure out puzzles. One of your special traits was to determine whether or not something could be solved. Usually a lot of historical texts were missing key or critical documents, and you were the one that found the one piece of information necessary to fix the puzzle or finish the rhyme, right? You look at these three paintings, and you look at the doors, and you are 99% confident that they are decorations for people to look at that have significance in drow history and have nothing to do with the doors. Okay. Um, well, so I'm trying to suss out if there's some kind of guidance we can get from any of the characteristics of the walls, and I'm really not seeing much, so, uh, your all's best guess is as good as mine in terms of what we should do. We can go through a door, or we can try and wait this out. Anybody got a coin? Sabine does. I was gonna say, Sabine has a whole bag, and she... Pops it off uh, her pouch, her belt pouch, and kind of rifles through looking for the smallest one. <laughs> and hands it to Izzy. Okay. Flip a candelabra. So, I'm going to say, you leave my candelabras alone, <laughs> Eugene. Those are 30 gold apiece. Mm, Head we wait, tails, we chew the door. <laughs> So, heads are going to be odd. Dodd. We wait. We wait. All right, well, let's give it a few minutes and see if they come back, I guess. All right, so the three of you wait. Let's check in on the rest of the party. Oz, since you were the first one to travel through the door, a quick refresher, you walked into the room and could not peer through the darkness in front of you. But you know that you haven't left the manor because the first thing you bump into, it hurts your knee a little bit, doesn't do any damage. And as you feel around, it feels like a chair, a very finely furnished chair. You step around a little bit and you hear the creaking of the wood floors that was the same in the main foyer. So whatever room you're in, it's dark, and really the only thing you can see is that glowing ball. You also hear Einar and Logan's footsteps behind you. I'll fumble around for a torch. Okay, so you fumble around in your chest, I take it? Yeah. It's not hard. That chest is like the back of your hand. You know exactly where the torch strap is, and you pull it out. I, do you want to light it? Yeah. You know that you light it. You hear the flint and tinder catch fire to the torch. And as it catches fire, nothing is illuminated for you at all. 
but you can feel the heat of the flame on the torch in your hand. Einar, Logan, you can smell the smoke from the burning rag and oil. Did we hear it too? Yeah, you hear Oz fumbling around. You three are within each other's, you know, sphere of influence. I would argue you could probably hear Logan breathing. Are, are we blind? Do we walk in this door and go blind? I think it's just some kind of magical darkness. You think or you know? I put my hands up in front of my face. You see nothing, but you can feel them. Oh dear, Rhaegar, I'm blind. I don't think you're blind. Calm down. Alright. I'm calming down. Uh, does anybody know how to cast magic light? Do we have magic light to fight magic darkness? Um, it would take some time, but I could. And by time, I mean it would take quite a long time of prayer. Uh, I'm going to take uh, my spear out. Okay. I can lock, and I'm going to try to see if I can get any light from the lightning that comes off of it. Okay. You summon forth the lightning, and you hear it arc, and you hear something sizzle from the lightning that throws off of the spear, but nothing comes out. It's utter darkness. And at this point, you, Logan, hear the faintest whisper, You're all going to die here. Did you guys hear that? Yeah, I'm inclined to agree if you keep firing lightning in the dark. Yep, I'll turn it off. Sorry. Let me get behind you before you do that again. I don't know where you are. There, Oz. Uh, I guess we're just going to have to move about like this. Should we walk backwards? Or we could just find a wall. It's at this point, Einar, that the glowing orb zips around you, and it sounds like dripping water when it does. As it gets closer to you, you see rainbow waves caressing the surface of the orb, and it almost stops for a second like it looks at you. And then continues to like hover and bounce around what it is conceivably the room. Does anyone else see us, this glowing orb? Yes. Do I see? Oh, okay. Every. Yeah. Yeah, I can see. Maybe we should follow that. Are you. Are you sentient? And I look, I like squint at it. So as you ask that question, as if someone's lips were right up to the back of your ear, Einar, you hear, It's so cold here. Mm. Maybe that was a bad idea. The orb doesn't take notice of you. It continues its movement. Is there any other light coming off of the orb? Like, is it is it lighting anything else up? Or is it just like a light, like an orb? In the darkness. It is an orb in the darkness. It itself illuminates nothing around it, but you can clearly see it. I'm going to start walking towards it with my arms outstretched roughly about thigh height. Okay. As you start to walk, Oz, you can feel small things under your feet. Some of them almost make you lose your balance. Give me a an investigation check at disadvantage. A one plus 
A one plus one is two. Mm-hmm. Give me a. Well, yeah, you know, it's not a. It doesn't do damage. You trip. You put your foot on something. You're not sure what it is, and lose your footing. It rolls out from under you and sounds like some kind of toy as you fall on your ass. You make it about five or ten feet. Yeah, let's say you make it about ten feet into the room. And everybody else hears a large thud, followed by a vzzz. I'm fine. What the hell was that? I think it was a toy. Something on wheels. I'm going to reach down to the ground and feel around, around my feet. Einar, give me an investigation check at disadvantage. And Osmit, you have a passive perception of 16, right? Uh, 15. No, yeah, 16. You feel like there is a presence right in front. Oh, boo. Sorry. Go <laughs> you, ahead. you feel like there is. You, you ever get that feeling that there's someone right in front of you, but you can't see them? Yeah, of course. So you get that feeling and you hear, let me help you. And it's just the quietest whisper. I can't really see your hand if you're out stretching it. You hear no response. So my roll was an 18 and a 4, bringing my investigation check to a 3. You feel carpet. Very fine carpet. The thread count of it is very high. And you actually fumble and stumble on what, as you kind of move it around in your hands, feels like a toy train, a wooden train with wheels. Also, I don't know who you are, but thanks, and I'll just swing my arm in front of me, I suppose. Okay, you swing your arm in front of you. What's your AC? Uh, one five. As soon as your hand reaches the maximum length it can you suddenly feel a very cold aura approaching your wrist and instinctively pull back. The hairs on the back of your neck stand up and you hear a shrill cry as you realize that you've narrowly escaped something dangerous. Yeah, that's not any good. I, I instinctively draw my sword and put my shield up to my chest. That seems reasonable with the shrill cry of some otherworldly entity. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the same. Okay, so you're all on alert, and Oz, I assume you stand up. Yeah, and depending <gasps> on what we get to do here, I'll attempt uh, channel divinity. So before you get to channel divinity, the orb flows right past you, Oz, and for a second it pulses, and in front of you is this terrible black visage. It looks like shadow itself. And as soon as the pulse of the orb disappears, you see nothing again. But what you saw shook you to your core. A black shadow of a person and just the faintest you know, outline of a skull where the face should be. Uh, everyone back to back. I I feel out and try and find one of them. All right, so before that happens, Oz, you want to channel divinity? Yeah. So wisdom save for, is it anything you can see or just anything within 30 feet? Uh, within 30 feet. Okay, so one, two. Uh, let me double check. 
Oh, they can see and hear me. They can see and hear you, unfortunately. So, give me one second. So do you want to tell me what your channel divinity is like? Uh, of course. I will uh, brandish for the symbol of Arcanus I keep around the cord around my neck. And begin to just repeatedly chant Arcanus of my enemies, Arcanus of my enemies, as uh, arcane runes begin to form sigils around me and then fly out in all directions. So several of these sigils that come off of your focus look like they're homing in on something. And as if by magic, for lack of a better expression, they find purchase in their targets, and you see everybody in the room sees a brief glint of light as the runes brand two skeletal shadows. They claw at their foreheads and give that same shrill cry and then disappear into the darkness. About a second later, you hear the terrible creaking of wood and the cracking of stone in directions of your left and right. Which would you you would argue, based on memory, that those are the walls to the left and right of whatever room this is in? Logan, what is your AC? Uh, I think it's me. Hold on, let me double check. Yeah. Yeah, it's nineteen. Right. Wrong one. Nineteen. Being on guard from everything that you've seen. Your danger sense kicks in and you feel cold very close to your spine. You jump five feet forward and hear the same shrill cry plus scrapes on the wood where your feet must have just left. Oh no. Um, can I try to stab at it? Uh, I'll give you a, a chance to stab at it and then Ghanem, do me a favor and <sighs> roll... Roll an investigation again to see if you can't work your... Or I'm trying to think of how... How do we do movement when you're blinded? You roll a dice and it takes you in a direction? Give me a sec. I don't remember how that works. It's a, it's a soft 20. Soft 20? You hit. You're not sure what you hit, but it sounds like the tearing of robes and cloth as your spear digs into whatever was behind you. You want me to roll damage? Yeah, roll full damage. So it's... Ooh, hell yeah. 13 piercing damage from the spear. And then... 2 damage, or 2 lightning damage from the, the lightning. So total is... Uh, 15. So as your spear's lightning arcs off of it the resistance that you felt like you were tearing into a tarp or a cloth vanishes as soon as you finish the thrust and you just hear a dying and a gasp. I guess they can be killed again? Einar, hearing that, you recognize Logan's rough position and there's nothing in about Blinded that really covers movement, so you move to Logan without any issue. Okay. Um, at that, I'm going to move and try and situate my back to him and then cast um, 
I'm gonna pull out a vial of holy water from my component pouch and cast uh, the protection from evil and good on myself. Okay. It, it happens. A glowing, glowing aura envelopes your body, and you know that any evil doer that will attack you will do so at disadvantage. Aberrations, celestials, elementals, phase, fiends, and undead. Yeah, you're pretty confident that whatever's in here is going to have a hard time. Yeah. Um, can I take a bonus action? I mean, we're not in combat. Oh, okay. Then never mind. Unless you guys want to roll initiative. Well, I was going to, um, with my spear mastery feat, I was going to get in a position where if something came at me, they would impale themselves on on the spear. I mean, you can take that position if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, do you want me to read you the thing? Yeah, yeah, give me that. Hold on. Uh, go to someone else real quick while I pull it up. Yeah, Osmit, what are you doing as all this transpires? You know that your turn undead was successful as you saw the runes brand them and they ran into the walls. Gotcha. Uh, going to say, <clears throat> Logan, Einar, get close and cast Spear Guardians. Okay. You know the spell is successful, although you can't see it. All right, we'll, we'll make our way to him slowly. Yeah, um, and, I can't and, do it. Okay, because I figured you had to see them to yeah, do it. It's, yeah, I have to see him. Okay, give me one second. Einar, what's your AC? 19. So, Einar, you feel the cold encroaching on you, but as you keep backing up, it just seems to barely scrape the tip of your new, or your old chainmail, because you haven't gotten the new plate mail yet. Logan... No, I'm in the, I'm in the new splint. Ah, uh, that's right. Okay, so you feel it just barely raking the edge of your new splint. Logan, you will be taking... Do you have resistance to necrotic damage? I don't. Okay. One second here. You will be taking eight necrotic damage as you feel a skeletal hand leave large burn marks on your forearm. You also... Eight? Yep. You also feel incredibly feeble. The claw mark that is now on your hand seems to have sapped your strength. Your total strength score is reduced by one. Cool. Fantastic. And you I'm guys... Gonna, I'm going to rage. Okay. So you rage and everybody else knows Logan is raging. Gaunt, or Einar. You feel small sparks of static chink off of your splint mail. And Oz, you've heard the sounds that are familiar before. Logan is raging and sparking. And you might make it back to back with Osmond. And you feel invigorated as the guardian spirits surround the three of you. I want to swing at the thing that just touched me. You can't see it. So roll a disadvantage. That's fine. I rolled a 17 and an 18. Yep. You hit. That's... Seven damage from the spear. Three lightning damage, and I need to whatever was in uh, near me uh, to make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, three. 
fails. It takes six more lightning damage. Again, you stab it, hear the tearing of cloth and arc and smell burning flesh. And then as the aura of lightning around you crawls up your back and shoots a bolt of lightning over your shoulder, you hear the same (sighs) and a gasp. Are we all back to back? You are all back to back and you can feel protected. You don't know. You're not necessarily sure why, if it's Osmet's presence or what, but something around you feels better. Uh, Anybody know what the hell these things are? I can make assumptions. But I think which direction we're going is a little bit more important now. Let's move together. Agreed. And uh, I'll move together. Alright, so where are you guys moving? You know, the orb is rotating around what you can surmise as a room, and you're being attacked by skeletal robed figures that seem to turn into mist when they die. Usual Tuesday. <laughs> Just another day. Da, 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 da. Should, I mean, we can't see anything. Can we move outside of the orbs, like, floating thing, or is it... If you want to take that course of action, I'll tell you what happens. I'm just asking the rest of the party that I'm oh, with. my bad. It looks like we can get to the other side of it. Should we? But should we? Sure, um, and I'll start moving that way. I'm at a loss for any better ideas. Yeah, back to back, boys. Save for asking, Brian Seal for a little light? Hmm? No? Okay. Uh, roll a persuasion check, Einar. Oh, this is a good one for me. <clears throat> wow. 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 I'll take it. 18, because I have a negative one. 18? Yep. You feel that Brian Seal's with you, but you get no specific direction. And so you all start moving towards what conceivably is the other end of the room as the orb rotates around you again and again. And if you guys want to roll initiative, we can, but uh, you're going to get attacked as you continue to make your way through blinded. That's fine. Um, Anything mean, that gets close to us does have to make a wisdom save. Yep, I know. I'm about to roll it. How much damage do they take? Uh, it'll be 3d8. Uh, so two fa- or one fails and two succeed, because your spell save is fifteen now, right? Yes. Yep. So two succeed and one fails. So as something breaks the threshold of the guardian spirits, you all hear this terrible noise as Osrol's damage. So that'll be twelve to the one that failed and six to the ones that succeeded, all radiant. Uh, it's necrotic if you're evil. Yeah, so radiant. So you all see bursts of magical light and one of the robed figures fill up with radiant energy and then just dissipate into dust. The other two make their way in and go for Osmit and Logan. Um, Osmit does a 16 hit because I know a 10 doesn't hit Logan. 
Yeah, 16 gets me. Alright, so... You're going to take 6 points of necrotic damage. And your total strength is going to go down by 2. Okay. And I succeed on maintaining concentration. Okay. So again, a hand grabs you by the shoulder and seems to phase through your armor. And it feels like as much as it did damage, it sapped some serious vigor from you. And you all make your way to the other end of the room. And you can feel it because you've hit a wall. You bump into a couple of desks and chairs. And of course, you're pushing them aside as you walk. And you finally make it to the other end of the room, which feels like a solid wall again. Are we rolling, are we rolling initiative, by the way? Uh, so, yeah, if you want to... You can't see these things, but they are attacking you. So if we want to roll initiative, we can. I mean, we can. I mean, I don't think we have to at the moment. No, I was just going to swing on the one that tried to hit me. Yeah, I'll give you that. There's no need for initiative. You feel it coming after you and instinctively dodge and, you know, counter in kind. Yep, disadvantage, right? Yep, you're blind. Because if that's the case, then I'd be swinging when I feel cold coming at me, too. Okay. Uh, don't believe one attacked you, so... No, it didn't. I'm just putting it out there. Yeah, I'll let you know. Basically, every time one attacks you, you'll get to repay in kind. 1-5. One 1-5. Five. Uh, one five. Uh, I think that does that. One second. Yeah, 1-5 hits. Okay. So, it's... Nine piercing damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, where did my D4 go to? Hold on a sec. Never put you in the box. Four lightning damage from the weapon, and then I need a dexterity. Fails. Uh, four lightning from uh, the aura. So at this point, you're wondering if you ever really needed to see anyways as the hand reaches out for you and you actually grab for it instinctively and you find something to hold on to. You grab into it and attack what you would think based on the height is the neck and hear the wisp again as lightning just burns this entity to the ground. Um, how fast is this orb around the thing moving? Really slow. Like every round of quote-unquote combat, it seems to just bounce around a couple of feet. And it's not a pattern. Like, it'll bounce in one corner for a little bit, do a circle, bounce on a wall for a couple of seconds, and then roll under something, or roll okay, on the ground. If not in combat, can I throw my, my javelin at it? Yeah. Roll. Roll a disadvantage. Even though I can see it? Yeah, you're right. I'll give it to you. You can see it. It's it's the literally the only target in the room. Um, sixteen. Yep, it hits. Uh, cool. One, two, three, four, five. It's my javelin of lightning, by the way. Oh, I assumed with all the dice you were picking up. Yeah. So that's three plus eight on just the regular spear damage. And then I rolled really, really low for the other damage. Uh-huh. Six, seven, 
12. Nobody sees this until the very last second when the javelin finds purchase in the orb, but a streak of lightning crosses the room and seems to build up or wall up at the orb. The orb absorbs the javelin like a... Think of it like jelly. You are throwing spear into jelly. And it makes a really strange noise. The lightning burns it and all of the rainbow colors turn bright red. And the whole orb turns red and wiggles like a bowl of jelly. And you hear this... And it flattens. As it flattens, you hear many voices whispering at the same time, No! No! We're going to die! This is horrible! Da-da-da-da-da. And the shadow starts to slowly creep into the orb. You can see the walls starting to gain color again, and you can see small sconces light up the sides of the walls. And just as that happens, you notice about 12 shadowy figures start to run into the light and just dissipate into dust. And you hear screaming and wailing. As this happens, Einar and Osmit, you hear the crack of a door open, and I need you both to make either acrobatics or athletics checks as you feel and see black hands from behind you try and pull you backwards. Einar's probably fine. So Einar, I got a 7 to try and pull you into the wall, and Osmit, I got a 15. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that my 9 beats it. Nice. Protection from good and evil, bud. So, uh, well, it's because it was a dex. I got to use my shield, right? Yeah, it was. De- so, if you chose to do, it's not a saving throw. It's a check, right? Because you're being grappled and pulled. Oh, well, that was an eight. So that still beats a seven, and it's at. It was a disadvantage because you didn't see it, Osman. Uh, did this take damage from entering the spirit guardians? Which, by the way, are little arcane like storybook knights that are flying around in Ooh, dome shape. I like that. Yeah. And it did take damage. That is my fault. It's 3d8, right? Yeah, I got you. Uh, That will be 19 radiant. Uh, We're going to retcon this. You feel the hands burning and searing through your spirit guardians grab you by the tuft of your back collar and then fade into dust. And the room is illuminated for you. It looks like a playroom. There are large piles of what seem to be black soot and shadow. And through the open doorway on the other side, you can see Sabine sharpening her axe, Isby working on some kind of druidic spell, and Eugene pacing the floor nervously. Just as in cartoons, he's actually made a small divot in the wood floor as all of the shadow (laughs) dissipates. And you are now in what I mentioned before. It's a parlor or a playroom. There's furniture haphazardly scattered everywhere. You can actually see the path that you took along the right of the room where all the chairs and small tables are pushed aside. Oz, you see the train engine that you had stuck in the wall. It gave such force that it actually broke through some of the boards on the wall. And you notice a bunch of vases and pedestals placed around the perimeter of the room with a lot of beautiful flowers they're dead but they had beauty at one point and the rest of the party sees the three of them in there eugene what do you do 
Well, I, uh, upon, I'm assuming I see that the darkness has dissipated. Yeah. So what you see and you hear it too, as it happens, the frame of the door creaks. And as if you were watching a spill of sauce in reverse, everything seems to come back to a center point. You're not sure what it is and then disappears. And the rest of you realize the, the, the other three in the party that weren't, that were in the room realize that the orb absorbs all this darkness and seems to melt into the floor. Yeah. So I just like sprint towards these guys and, uh, go first for Logan to give them a, a big hug. Hey. Oh, I was so concerned. I was so worried. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know where you went. I didn't know if you'd be coming back. I, I just, uh. yeah, we're, we're back, buddy. It's, it's okay. We, we found our way out. Okay, you okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. Everybody else? I mean, I feel a little weak. Uh, uh, other than that, I'm all right. How about you guys? Uh, I feel fine. I wasn't a big fan of playtime. Yeah, me neither. I'm going to walk over and I'm going to grab my, my, my jab on. I'm going to walk over to where I that thing was that you called a train. Yeah, a little train car. It's wooden. Yeah, trains exist. Have I ever seen one? I just hold it up and I look at it weird. Uh, roll a history check. Oh, uh, wow. This die is just rolling straight 19s for me tonight. You've never seen it in person, but you've read storybooks to your children that talk about fantastic gnomish inventions known as trains. They are not commonplace. Huh. Weird. I'm going to stuff it in my bag. Nah, you know what? I'm going to throw it on the ground. I don't care. <laughs> throw it on the ground. Happy playtime to the ground. <laughs> Playtime's <laughs> over, bitch. <laughs> Sorry. Right, so what, what happened while you guys were in here? We were attacked by things we couldn't see. Yeah. They were cold. And they uh, sapped uh, some of my strength, I think. I feel weak. I don't feel right. Sabine immediately reaches to her hip flask and hands Logan mead. Sabine, as you do that, you seem to be the only person that noticed this, but there's a piece of paper under a table next to you where you get it in your line of sight because of your reaching for your mead. And it looks like a drawing. Sabine reaches for it and, or, you know, finishes handing Logan the mead. I'll take it. And she reaches under the table and says, What, what in, what in the Pentagon's name? Is it a, it's another picture. Remember the other ones? So this one is unique. Unlike the ones that you saw previously. So I think one of the last ones we discussed was you seeing the children receiving blue orbs as gifts. This one looks fantastic it doesn't look like a child's drawing at all in fact it mirrors the subtlety but expert talent of the three paintings that you saw upstairs eugene it looks like a master drew this and the picture that it depicts is the masked figure playing with the two children. It looks like the small drow child is making something with hammers and other tools, and the robed figure 
who you've assumed is Fenris, seems to be playing with the girl drow, Mira, and they're having tea time. Sabine kind of does the thing where she turns it sideways, she turns it upside down, she looks at it with her head tilted left, her head tilted right, and then just hands it to you. I don't know what to make of this. Um, it appears that Fenris may actually be these child's father. Because this is pretty well done. But yeah, we have no way of knowing. Uh, and I'm going to look around to just see if there are any doors out of this room that aren't the one we came through. So funny you should mention that as you were so relieved to see Logan that you totally missed the giant black hole behind Osmit. There is a similar threshold behind him that has a rippling black wall. And Osmit, at this point, you realize that that's what tried to pull you through. This is on the floor or on the wall? It's on the wall. So if you look behind you, Eugene, and you see the door that you all came through... Yep. You do a double take and turn around, and it looks like the exact same door. You, of course, nobody in the room opened the doorway. This one seemed to open itself, and Oz, you know that something tried to pull you through the well, but got burned up in your guardian spirits. I'm going to point that out to everybody. <laughs> hey, uh... You- uh, what? Did you guys notice that before? Yeah. Sorry, I've been praying. Yeah, uh, didn't you almost get pulled through that? That's why I was praying. Oh, nice. So, if this, if this, yeah, if this is the way we continue to go it appears that maybe uh we'll be limited to three at a time you sure it could be more it could be less you're just making the assumption that it works precisely like the last one you're absolutely right i did so i mean do you three want to go in first and i'll look at sabine and 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 isby and eugene is just kind of looking at the ground. Whatever. Well, whoever goes, I'll go with you because, uh, as you can only keep this up for a little while longer, but it seems too much a boon to waste. So, uh, on the other side, uh, Sabine managed to put a crack in it in the in the wall. I think it might make sense for us to try to break it. Now that we're all here together and don't have to worry about anybody needing to come back through the other side of it. But in its current state, it looks like it's going to absorb all the impact. Well, that's what we thought on the other side, too. Well, no, it's fluid right now. You said it became solid after we passed through. Oh. Or no, it did. I thought. Also, it would be the same as hitting water, it seems. Also, the jaw drops to the floor and she looks at Eugene like, oh, now you want me to smash it. (laughs) What was wrong with 20 minutes ago? When did you become Jamaican? I don't know, I'm tired. (laughs) She's like saving 
time. Hey, hey. Now I'm for the Jamaican. Beware the voodoo, brother. Hey, hey, hey. Don't, don't shit on Sabine's voice. At least she's doing it. Yeah. I agree. No. Yeah. I, I, I love Jamaican Sabine. <laughs> Down by the beach, brother. Yeah, I'm a fan. Don't get me wrong. We're going to swap out. Swap out. Beware the voodoo. If Einar dies, I will I will replace him with a Jamaican dwarf. No, because then I'll just I'll just latch on to that voice. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly why I'm gonna do it. Alright, so um So Sabine's Sabine's a little fussy. Alright. Well, I mean, does anybody uh have uh an idea for our next course of action? Alright, so two things. One, like like Osmond, I also have this aura that I can keep up for like a few more minutes. Uh, and Logan had the smart idea of, well, there's a ball of light floating around in here and he hit it and that seemed to end this. So if that's what's coming up, we kind of know what we're doing, but I think we should all try and go through at the same time. Is the doorway that large? I look over at it. It's about 10 feet wide, 7 feet high. You could fit two people in at the same time. 10 feet wide? Yeah, it's a manor door. It's like one of those rolling library manor doors that swings open. See, you can walk 10 foot wide. You can walk three people abreast easy. All right. Yeah, and, and then have room for wingspan. I'll give it. Not in D&D. I like my five foot area. Don't don't walk in it. So so we were, <laughs> we were... We were using the mechanics, but you know what? Rule of cool. You got me. You can walk. I will give you four people shoulder to shoulder. Sabine, say, Sabine I don't think they caught that. Can you please say that just loud enough again, please, for everyone? Should I do it in my new accent? Yes, do it in your new Jamaican accent. Uh, Sabine says, I'll do anything that involves a breast. Sabine, you get inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> That's too good not to reward. Um. All right. Well, Isby, could you make yourself smaller? Hello. Can anybody hear us? Yeah. Yeah. Can't hear Isby. Right. Sorry. Stepped on the cord. The dog stepped on the cord, and everything went dark. Oh. Huh. Uh, so, Isby, could you make yourself smaller? Uh. Sure, and I'm gonna uh... turn into a bear. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, we're breaking this down, baby. <laughs> Should have been more specific along the along the lines of something that could fit in one of our pockets. I turn into a very small bear, <laughs> tiny bear, a koala bear. I turn into Pooh Bear. <laughs> you can't be the president of China. <laughs> I don't think Pooh Bear works with Wild Shape. I'm just saying. All right. So, Isby, what are you, what are you trying to transform into? Uh, oh, shoot. Um, what are other things that I can transform into? I don't so know. We talked about this. You could do a tiny sparrow. You can do a spider. I can't fly yet, though. I would argue that you can turn into it. You just can't fly. Okay. I'll be, I'll do spider, and somebody put me in their pocket. Not me. No, not the pocket. I want to be on someone's shoulder. That's probably wiser. Yeah. 
Eugene, put me on your shoulder. I'll say, I'm going to be able to turn into a spider. Eugene, put me on your shoulder. All right, climb on. And whoop, I'm a spider. Uh, Beautiful magical transformation. I love it. And Sabine, get on Logan's shoulders. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Look, we, the entranceway is only so wide. I'm trying to figure out how we can all get through. A breast. <laughs> Sabine looks at Logan and says, I will do no such thing. All right, Logan, get on what Sabine's is... shoulders. Fair enough. I'm not. <laughs> you know what? I will. <laughs> and I'm just going to walk over and just sit on top of her shoulders. <laughs> you know... I recall, I once recalled a story about a dwarf riding a barbarian's shoulders, and somehow this just seems more fitting. Yeah, I believe so. And then I'll, I'll, I'll lean back and tap uh, Pat uh, Sabine on the back and be like, hi-ho, silver, away! Sabine bucks him off her shoulders and drops him on his ass. I just stand up. <laughs> she bucks me nowhere. She's like five foot. Yeah, no, I'm you... 13 feet tall. <laughs> you, you, you fall on your ass, Logan. I'm a giant man. Yeah, I fall down. Um, All right, enough with this foolishness. I'm going in. I, and I'll kind of reach after him and go, wait, and I'll follow him in with uh, Sabine on my shoulder, or with uh, Izzy on my shoulder. All right, so the three of you kind of charge in, going no, through. I'm not charging. I'm just, like, walking towards the door. So you should, I'm going. Yeah, we're, we're all going. Okay, so give me marching orders. Let's let's do this somewhat strategically. All of us at the same time. So Abreast. there are Abreast six of you. And we agreed that four could go through. Isby is on a shoulder. Hmm. So one of you is uh, on the tail. I'll pick up Eugene. <laughs> You'll pick me up? A fireman carry him. Yep. All right. Okay. So as all five of you merrily skip down the golden brick way <laughs> to Oz, <laughs> who is part of the party that I just realized, let me answer your question with a dice roll. One, two, three, four, five, six. I was hoping that would happen. So even though all of you walk almost perfectly in tandem with each other to go through the doorway, Isby, Eugene, and Logan are the only ones to make it through. The rest Wait, of you, Isby, Eugene, and Logan. Oh, no are the three that make it through. And again, even though all three of you get to the threshold of the door, somehow, Osmit, Sabine, and Einar, you feel a hard hit on your temple and your, on your forehead and your nose as you walk into what seems to be a solid wall. This is why children should not have powers. You uh, you actually hear something, Gonim. Give me one, or Einar. Give me one second. I'm a teenager. I'm basically an adult. You don't hear that. You hear a small giggle of a familiar 
female child. All right, You're hearing no reaction to that. He's, he's just like lays on the ground and just kind of like smacks his. Oh. Okay. Because I'm assuming he walked into it hard enough to. Yeah. And that's what you get the giggle from after you say children shouldn't have powers. So, back at it again. Eugene, Logan, Spider Isby. You all are in a black void. This time, Eugene and Isby see something new, and Logan, I would assume, takes a deep sigh of frustration as a glowing orb about four feet above the ground hovers in darkness and is much more sporadic. This one seems to be almost phasing in and out of existence, popping from one end of the room to the other. It is going fast. It has to go fast. Shoot the fucking orb. I will give you all one action before we, we get into it. You hear Logan scream, shoot the fucking orb. And it is, let's see where it is in the room. Which you cannot see, by the way. It looks like total darkness, except for this white orb with rainbow waves bouncing about. When Logan screams that, it's about 25 feet away, and it's on Eugene's right. So we're going to put Logan on the left of Eugene, and Isby is on the right shoulder. So to your right, in front of you, about 20-ish feet away, Eugene, you see the orb that Logan is talking about. About how fast is it moving? Incredibly fast. Like, you're having trouble following it. So I can't dash to it. You could try. You would be able to surmise that the likelihood of you making it to it before it pops off to another area is iffy. Especially because you have no idea what's in front of you. But I'll give okay. it to you, man. If you want to plow forward, I will let you dash as your action. Like you can't. Ah, man, I'm just. No, I'm gonna wait to see if Logan has a suggestion. He does. I'm gonna throw another spear at it. Okay. Uh, I mean, uh, not my spear, my uh, other, my javelin. Yep. Roll with disadvantage. As a regular javelin. Right, and so this time you are gonna roll with disadvantage because it's moving too fast. That's fine. Uh, the lowest roll is a 15 plus 6. Okay, so it hits. Roll damage with your... Is this your normal javelin or your lightning javelin? It, it's it's still the lightning javelin, but since I've already thrown it once today, it only has one charge for, per 24 hours. Right. So it's just a normal javelin. Okay. Yeah. You, you uh, hurl it with all five. your might. Eight. Eight damage? So you see the javelin split a large part of the orb. And as you do that, you hear a significantly larger number of shrieks and wails compared to the first room. This time attacking the orb seems to have woken something up. And the three of you can feel encroaching cold on you. Let's roll initiative this time. This is so how I die. Six. 
right, so Eugene's six. Fourteen. Logan's fourteen. Isby? Spider Isby? Um five. Five. Believe it or die. believe it or not, this ain't that ain't too bad. Hell yeah, Isby. Fucking killing it. Yeah, Spider Isby. Spider Isby. Does whatever a spider Isby does. So the cold encroaches on you. And you all start to hear the whispers, and they are sad and demoralizing whispers. Whispers of how cruel death is, and how they were wrongfully killed for not doing anything. And we're going to make two attacks against Eugene and Isby. Isby is a spider's AC3. Um, hold on, I just came off of it. Just looked at my uh, hit points. Yeah. That's fun. Um, this AC is 12. So you feel what seems to be this ominous aura coming down on Eugene's shoulder, and you jump out of the way, dodging the attack entirely. The attack hey. bleeds through. Eugene, is your AC uh, 17? 18. Oh! So you get the instinct as soon as... Isby moves off of your shoulder that something's coming down to get you and you rush your shoulder to the side and feel a whoosh of cold and scary necromancy come down your shoulder but it misses and doesn't give you any damage. Logan, you're up next in the initiative. Cool. I'm going to take my other javelin out. Actually, bonus action, rage. Yep. I got two more of those. And I'm going to use them, damn it. Fucking use them. Uh, so I, I get angry, uh, lightning starts arcing and crackling off my body. If you could see, turn a lightning hueish blue. And I'm going to yeet another spear or another javelin at the uh, orb. All right. Give me disadvantage. Yep. That's probably going to miss. Uh, that is an eight. Uh, eight misses. You hear some loud metallic bang, and it sounds like a saucer or a plate hits the floor. You know that your uh, javelin hit something, but it wasn't the orb. Cool, and I can feel the cold around me, right? Yep. One of those things need to make a dexterity... Actually, yeah, dexterity saving throw. That is incorrect. Two of those things need to make a dexterity saving throw. Because it hits everything in there, right? Uh, or is it just one? I guess it is just one. Hold on. To one creature. Yep. All right, so we'll do one. Ten. I mean, if you want to make it everything. Nah, I'm not going to do that. Ten. <laughs> huh? Ten. Yeah, for a save. Yeah, it fails. Give it some uh, damage, it bud. Takes, it takes two lightning damage. All right. Two. You hear the singe of robes from your lightning arcing off of your body. Next on the initiative. So, once again, one of these shadows is going to try and attack you, Eugene. And we're going to hit with just an 18. Alright. You take 9 points of necrotic damage as something grabs your throat and burns and sears into your throat. You also feel it draining your strength away, and you will lose three of your total strength score. 
Eugene, you're next in the initiative. All right. Um, I am going to cast. Come on. Uh, mirror image. Yep. There are three copies of you, though nobody else can see it. You know the spell was successful, though. You can feel the copies of you bouncing around as you control them. Uh, and how far away from the uh, the door that we came through are we? If you take a step back, you can feel the threshold of the doorway. And it feels Sometimes. like there's a solid wall behind you. All right, so I can feel backwards and it's solid. I can't put my hand through it. You can't put your hand through it. But as you rake your hand across the wall, you feel the... You feel the bump of the threshold as you move it across and then your hand goes back into the doorway and you feel the cold black wall behind you where the door opening should be. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to raise my shield and hunker down and say to my party members that I don't think there's any going back from this until we sort this out. All right. Yeah, I know. Shoot the orb. Isby, you're next in the initiative. Okay, I would uh, use bonus action to stop being a spider. Okay. And I am not going to turn into a bear. <laughs> Sad. I am going to use a spell. If it's moonbeam, damn it. What? Is it fucking Moonbeam? No. Boo! Boo! <laughs> moonbeam is banned from my table. Oh, I'm going to become a cleric just or some form of caster just to get Moonbeam. I'll give it to you, too. Multi-class for Moonbeam. I think you can do it as a paladin. Yeah, I know. Yeah, nature paladin. The ancients. Yeah. All right, so Isby, you're, you're turning the initiative. What are we doing? I'm, I'm going to cast one called Ice Knife. So, fling a shard of ice at it. Okay, so, roll at disadvantage. Uh, um, so I my attack modifier to it. You add your spell attack modifier to it. Okay, so it's still it's sixteen. Fifteen. Sixteen. A sixteen hits. So okay. you summon this shard of ice, and you're not really sure if you can hit it based on where its position is, so you try and predict the pattern of movement, and it works. The ice shard hits it, and it makes a... It does damage, right? You do X damage, and then it makes a dexterity saving throw? Yes. So, the damage is three. And then, do your dex saving throw. Nineteen. Oh, you save. So, I take half damage. Oh, I don't think you take half. It just says that you have to save or take 2d6. Okay, so then uh, the the explosion from the ice arrow doesn't affect the orb. But you know no. you hit it as you hear shrills all around you. It seems like you're surrounded by shadow entities. Cool. All right, next on the initiative, a shadow. Logan, you feel the icy touch of death grab for your wrist? And horribly miss. You pull back in time and hear a loud shrill cry that you will die. 
And then we're going to roll for the next shadow who attacks Logan. Uh, 17? Nope. Again, reaches for your throat, and you pull the wrist and snap it back and just fling it out into the void. La oh, that was the last one. So we're at the top of the initiative. So another shadow comes for you, Eugene. And so uh, let's see if it hits. Uh, 18. So, right, yep, so that meets. So now roll your dice to see if it hits you or a clone. It hits me. Oh, wow. All right. No! Uh, you take four points of necrotic damage as you feel some hand reach under your armor and slash at your limbs and chest, and your strength score gets reduced by one. All right. Next on the initiative is Logan. Uh, how far away is the... Uh, let's find out. It is 23-ish feet away, right in front of you. Cool, so I can get to it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get to it and swing at it. So you run right up to it, and... Yep. You feel a terrible clawing at your back. You will take... Five points of necrotic damage, and your total strength score will go down by three points. Okay. And you make your way up to this orb. So once it, our strength score gets to zero, do we die? Yeah, that's it. That is, cool. me that is meta knowledge, sir. You have no idea what a strength score is. Okay, then I don't take anything because I don't know what strength score is. That's fair. That's fair. So you die. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> is right, your strength at zero? Huh? Is your strength at zero already? Yeah. You're joking, right? You, did you yeah, have like... A, how much strength have you lost? A total of 16. There's no way. The initial damage isn't damage to strength. Yeah. Oh, okay. You should have lost, like, according to my notes, you've lost, like, four total strength. Yeah, all right. Well, then we're good. That's why I roll a separate dice and say, and you take X strength, you lose X strength. Cool. Okay, then I'm not dead. No. So, you're up right in front of this orb. You do not have disadvantage as you can see it. You can feel the thrumming from it. I rolled a 15. And that'll put me at... 15 hits. Uh, okay, cool. That's eight slashing. Um, why am I always losing my D4? Um, four lightning, and then I need a dexterity saving throw. You do not need a dexterity saving throw. So, as you rush up to this orb and you get in its presence, you can see it almost visibly quiver as if it knows that this is its end and you thrust your spear through it skewering it to the ground and you hear the same and the shadows start to creep back into the orb as this happens eugene and isby you see about five shadow robed figures right in front of you 
dissipate into dust, screaming and wailing in agony. And all of the shadows collapse and fall back into the orb, which then melts into the ground. And everybody else that was not in the room can see through the shattered ooze that is crawling back to the orb that the three of them seem quite haggard. For everybody else who's in the room, you are now in a dining hall. A table in the center of the room seems to sit approximately 50 people, but there aren't any bodies there. Dolls and toys seem to be seated at each place, with only the head of the table vacant. But instead of silverware around the arrangement, you notice strange cutlery, almost medicinal in their purposes, and they're bloodied. Some seem to even have a strange smell about them. I'm going to lay down on the floor. I, I hate this place. I hate everything about this place. That's unsettling. I hurt. I feel incredibly weak. I am just going to lay here for a little bit. Sabine hands him her flask. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. I don't. Nope. I don't want any more, any more alcohol. I'm going to walk over and uh, I'm going to walk over and give uh, give Logan some healing. Okay. I'm going to give uh, I'm going to use my balm of summer court so Wait, what the hell is that? <laughs> I have a pool of fate energy represented by a number of D6 <laughs> When the fuck did you get that? So, Isby heals you for how much? Ten. So, while a lot of the necrotic burns on your skin close up and heal, Logan, you still feel very weak. Yeah, is that feels great, but I'm, I still feel uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna close my eyes. Just I'm just relaxing. I'm not going. To, I'm going to sleep. I'm gonna kind of clang down on one knee and probably throw up. That seems reasonable. Yeah, Osmit, the door is open. The shadows have been removed. You see all of this take place. I'm gonna stop reading, and it looks like Logan's dead. So I'm gonna start walking forward. Okay. Like, am I emaciated at all? It doesn't look. Like you're emaciated. You just feel weak. Like your normal strength, you look at your muscles, they don't look like they've deteriorated at all, but your spear feels about twice as heavy as it normally does, and your stamina doesn't seem to nearly be as good as it used to be. I'm gonna. Uh, Oz. Eugene. What the hell are these things? Can I take a knowledge? Yeah. I'm so weak. You go ahead and roll either history or religion. Um, while this is happening and I'm laying on the floor, I'm going to close my eyes and kind of say like a prayer to Rhaegar, like praying for my strength back. Give me a... Me. 
So tell me what the prayer is first. Uh, Rhaegar, don't let my strength slip now in this time of need. Reinvigorate me so I can strike down your enemies. Strike down my enemies. Roll persuasion with advantage. Hell yes. That's uh, 17 plus. You feel one point of strength come back to you. Uh, it's 17 plus 2, so it's a 19. Yep. So I gave it to you. Rhaegar answers. You don't know if Rhaegar answers your call. You're not sure if whether lying on the ground has made you feel better. But you get one yeah. point of your strength back. Osmer, yeah. what'd you get for your religion slash history? Sixteen. Thank you, Gregor D. Funny enough, you have encountered something like this before. In that little hut in Lokeron was a storybook about nightmares. And in one of the stories, it mentions what happens to the dead when they're killed in dark rituals. And you recognize this as a shadow creature. And so you know that their ability, based on the stories, is to hide in darkness and drain people of their strength to bring them into the fold of shadows. If a non-evil person dies from a shadow attack, you know that they come back as a shadow several hours later. Well, that's awful. Uh, so I'm going to meditate here for a second to try to see if I can tell if we're going in the right direction for one of these factors. Okay. Uh, you go ahead and roll a general wisdom check. Einar, what are you up to? I'm going to get up from where I was laying down and walk over to the party. Who looks like the most haggard one among them, damage-wise? You see Isby doing a good job at pepping Logan or prepping Logan's wounds. Eugene looks a little rough. I would assume Eugene with the 13 points of damage he took. Yeah, I'm not feeling good. I'm going to come over to him while he's meditating and I'm gently going to let the hand lay on hands him for 10. There you go. All right. He probably feels like like static electricity, like coursing. It was my touch. I would agree with that. You get a little tingle, Eugene. All right, that just made it weird. I take my hand away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm kind of deep in meditation. I'm feels nice, but I'm busy. Yeah, uh, I got a 15 on my check. So you notice that something draws your attention up higher as this room has a much higher ceiling than the previous room did. And you see out of the corner of your eye, Mira rush into a doorway about 30, 35 feet above you on a balcony or a walkway with a railing. And you hear the door close behind her. So... At hearing that, I'm going to point and say, believe one of the pack spheres is in there. Just so we're clear, you saw Mira, and that's where your wisdom pointed you to. Wait, so I didn't actually see... Did I see Mira, or did I have a vision of Mira? 
Out of the corner of your eye, you catch a small drow girl that looks pretty much just like Mira run into a doorway. 35 feet above you in a walkway. Yeah, so, well, you know, given that I was I was trying to identify Pax Fears, that's where I'm going to point. That's fair. Yep. Is that door... I'm a, I'm laying down. I have my eyes closed. <laughs> is anybody else gonna go through it? Yeah, I'll start to walk over. So that door is 35 feet in the air. The only other door in the room that you notice is again, if you turn your back to the entryway that you came in on the other end of the dining room table, past all of this horrific scene, is another door that mirrors all the others. This one is closed. Okay. Alright. Okay. Not everybody do this at once, but I'm gonna pick myself up off the floor. I know I was gonna I know I was gonna walk over to Logan. She'll go in. I say I know I was gonna walk over and tell him to sit down. Alright, alright, alright. I'm back on the floor. All right, you're you're back on the floor at the other end of the dining table. Uh, I'll go to the the the, the one end where the door is. And okay. Lay down. So you're gonna lay down there, or you're gonna take a seat. Oh no, I'm laying on the floor. So back you, you lay on the floor. You sprawl out next to one of the uh, dessert carts that has got rotten desserts all over it. I push it away. Yeah, you got it. Sabine heads for the door. You head for the door. Does anybody follow? I know it's right next to her. That's two. Right behind him. All right. And uh, Osmond makes three. As you all make your way through the dining area, nothing really stands out. Osmond, with your passive, you notice under the table there seem to be large tubes and mechanical devices. You, At least from a glance, you can't suss out what the intention of them are. And... Hold the fuck up. Okay. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, that, no, you got it. Oh, I was going to wait for you to do the description, but saying to Sabine and Einar. And then I'll move the tablecloth to get a better look at what's... As you shift the tablecloth from what I'll argue is the other end of the room near where Logan's lying down, close to the closed door, everybody gets a visual of this. There is some strange contraption that runs the length of the table, and it is just tubes on tubes large flexible tubes they look like plumbing tubes and it's filled with liquid of varying colors not red not green not yellow but a mixture of the three and you're not sure what the device does there's a clear console out of the corner of your eyes you notice that about in the middle of the table, at the head of the table, with the only empty seat, seems to be a small console under the ridge of the table. Uh, yeah, I'll walk over to it, and I'll call uh, Eugene. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, <laughs> you go over, and the first thing that you see is that in the seat, on the cushion of the head of the table, is another drawing. It shows one of the children, the girl child, which you would assume to be Mira at this point, calling forth friends from the shadows 
a bunch of dark-robed figures are crowded around her. And again, this one is incredibly well-drawn. It is a masterpiece among art connoisseurs, or art connoisseurs would consider it a masterpiece. And All right. Okay. Sorry. And Is there anything... Oh, sorry, go ahead. And I assume you flip it to the back to check yeah. for... It says, my many friends. All right, is there anything... I'm going to do an Arcana check to see if there's anything magical about this picture. Okay, roll an Arcana check. 14. It is a really well-drawn picture. Nothing about it suggests that it should be magical. So whatever these kids were, now it appears that they've been made into something, tapping into something much darker than they ever should. I think if we can grapple up to that doorway, we might be able to find out what without having to go through more of that darkness. If only we had a grappling hook. I have a grappling hook. You could always use one. I, it's right here. Go forth and use us. So I'm also... Is there anything to even grapple onto? So to give you a better description, the balcony or walkway mirrors what you would expect in a lavish mansion's walkway. There are thick stone columns that are elaborately carved, and the rail comes up to probably about three and a half feet high. Okay, there's a lot of things to grapple onto. Did get pushed down the last time we tried to do this, though. D DM? Mm-hmm. What are, the, what are the walls made out of? So, at first glance, it looks like uh, wood paneling. I'm going to walk over. Okay. I'm going to jam my spear through it. Uh, roll me a... Roll me damage. Oh, I'll, damage? I'll argue you can hit a wall without having to try and hit it. Nine... Your spear splinters the wood paneling, and you hear a large clink as it hits stone behind the wood paneling. Huh. There goes my idea. I'm going to go back over and lay back. Respect. Uh, I'm going to get... Can I get within 30 feet of this door? If you stood on Oz's shoulders, maybe? Cause, yeah, because I wasn't sure if it was at, if it was straight up or at an angle, that it was thirty five feet away. It's straight up. Like, think of it as a two story dining. Like, if you ever watched a uh, TV, right? Fancy mansions with large dining halls that have walkways up are usually just straight up from the floor. All right, Oz. I know this might sound weird, but can I get on your shoulders? Uh, you can, but you could also climb the rope. I would like to try to open that door without being on the balcony with my mage hand. Alright, yeah, you're hopping up. I'm gonna climb up on his shoulders all decrepit and weak like I am. <laughs> uh, and cast mage hand to, and to try to open that door without having to worry about being pushed off the balcony. Mm-hmm. Your hand slowly climbs up as it mimics your weakness, 
and makes it to the handle of the door. Your hand clicks the latch on top of the handle and it pushes open and creaks a little bit as it does. Can you give me a boost to try to climb the rope up there? I'm going to say to Oz who, who I'm sitting on. <laughs> Yeah. Why, don't, why don't you take your mage hand to set the hook? Oh, has it not been thrown yet? I figured if it was easy enough, I'd have done it already. I'll give you that. Oz did it. It's not a hard task. There literally are 50 to 60 columns to choose from. Uh, I mean, if I can, I'll just start climbing up with Eugene on my shoulders. I'm going to make you do a check to hold Eugene on your shoulders while you go up there. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> Give me a, an athletics check as you hoist yourself up carrying another body. Okay, I'll take it. 18? Yep. You make it about three quarters of the way up when you, Osmit, specifically hear the click of a very large crossbow. And see in front of you a small boy drow child aiming the business end of a crossbow at the two of you. Yeah. I have toys. He doesn't like toys. Shit. He does not. The boy responds, responds, you're not playing the game fair. You're cheating. And he tries to kick the grappling hook. Do, do, do. He kicks it, and because of his size and your weight, it shifts a little bit, and he gets frustrated. I will give you both a reaction or an action. I'm going to try to jump up onto the balcony. Okay. Roll. What's your vertical jump height? Because you're about three quarters of the way up. Three quarters of, I'll make it 30 feet, is roughly, uh, I'll say 25. So you got a, a three foot vertical. Oh, wait, we're not at the top? I said you made it about three quarters of the way up. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, probably about three feet. What's your strength? What's your strength with the minus four? Yeah, it's a minus two. My strength is a six. You do not, I don't, I do not believe you have a three foot vertical. Yeah. Um, Move. It's half two. your strength score. Actually, you know what I'm going to... Is it half your strength score? Do, uh, vertical and with no with no uh, movement. Yeah, with no movement. Yeah, let me just double check. D D jump, jumping. Let's find out. That's for me to just say this. When you make a high jump, you leap into the air a number of feet equal to three plus your strength modifier. So yeah, you can jump three feet plus your strength modifier, which is neg two, right? Yep. If you move so at least one foot, <laughs> and it says if you move at least ten feet on foot immediately before the jump, when you make a standing high jump, you can only jump half that distance. Either way, each foot you clear on the jump costs a foot of movement. In some circumstances, your GM might allow you to make a strength or athletics check, and so I will. Eugene, roll an athletics check or a strength check, your choice, to see if you can clear the distance. As you see this draw child trying to kick you back down to earth. Alright, sure. Twelve. Mm-mm. Nope. You jump up and just barely 
touch the edge of the ledge that you need to grab. You almost had it. At that point, Oz, do you want to do anything? Uh, due to what Eugene did, is he now falling? Because that'll change what I do. Nope, I'll argue that he... It was a sad jump. Okay, it's just a little <laughs> hop that shook us. I gotcha. Yep. Um, I'm not going to be a cruel DM. Yeah, I'll just cast hold person. Alright, wisdom save? <laughs> yep. 19. That's fine, and I'll just... Um, I'm just going to keep moving up if I have movement. Uh, let's see here. So, do any of us see this happening? Yeah, there's a drow child pointing a crossbow at Eugene and Oz, and the drow child has a magic aura over him. He stiffens for a second, and that stiffening causes him to loose the crossbow. I tase the kid. <laughs> uh, 17 to hit, Oz. Yeah. Okay. You're going to take eight points of piercing damage as the bolt lodges itself, or it doesn't lodge itself, skids your shoulder very deeply, and the kid says, Quit cheating! He yells at you as he reloads the crossbow. So that it was. It's called Dodge. Yeah, I was about to say, do any of us get a reaction here, or an action? I'll give each one of you one. Cool. Uh, I'm, I'm Eldritch Blasting this little fuck. Okay, roll it. <laughs> Wait. Two blasts of force energy. He's dead. They are both with 16s on the die, with a... What is my spell attack bonus to hit? Killed this kid. <clears throat> so, 21 each. He just murdered yeah. a child. They both hit. Rip. Rip this kid. Dead. He takes a whopping four damage. Okay, give me one second to roll percentile. Dead. So, these force blasts hit him in both shoulders, throwing the crossbow bolt out of his hand. You hear a female child... Or a, a light scream from a female child. Ah, don't hurt him! And the ground shakes under you. And you hear this incredible guttural war that comes from behind the doorway uh, where the boy is standing. It almost looses the grappling hook, shaking the entire house. All of the chains on the rafters of the ceiling shake as well. Uh, Logan, you're up okay. next. Yeah. Hey, kid, I'm going to get up off the ground. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be honest. We're not all having fun with this game. Is there, like, something else we can play together where none of us are getting hurt? Oh, yes. Yes, there's something else we can all play together. You can get the fuck out. Yeah, that's, that's not a game that we can play either. You ever heard of, like, rock, paper, scissors? He loads the crossbow. All right, kid, if you're going to shoot someone, then shoot me. You sick pup. He fires the crossbow, but you see him lean a little bit from the damage to his shoulder, and it goes wide. Does this give them enough time to get up there? I'm, I'm trying to cause a distraction. 
Yeah, uh, Oz, Eugene, do you want to get up there? Yeah. Uh, really quick, Sabine, Isby, Einar. Uh, the leg might be. It's good time to turn into a bear. Okay. <laughs> Is that your action or your bonus action? Or you're, uh, technically, you're not in combat. You transform into a bear. Yeah. What? <laughs> I like it. Sabine? Uh, Sabine has her hand axe ready. Uh, preparing to throw it at the kid, if necessary. Don't kill this child. Are you She's readying? Like so, She's Sabine, would you like to ready an action, or do you just want to take the motion of holding the hand axe? I'm just, she's just readying an action with her, with her, with her hand on. Okay. So go ahead, uh, Eugene, Oz, you guys are, Oz, make another athletics check since you have a bolt wound in your arm and you're trying to pull Eugene up with you. 17. Yep. You get up to the balcony and both of you are over. Now, how could we have broken the rules if we didn't know them in the first place? You actually see the child reflect on that question for a second. As he's reflecting, I go to walk through the door to see what I can see. Oh, buddy. Okay. So as you cross by, you do you walk right next to him and then leave his range of influence? I just, I kind of, I don't... I'm probably pretty close to him. I'm just trying to see through the door. Okay, so you don't, like, walk behind him? No. I just want to see what's in there. (laughs) So, it's strange. You look through the threshold from your original perspective, and it looked like there was a room in there. But as you get close to the boy and look behind him, you see the same darkness. It's weird. It's almost as if, from one angle, it looks like a painting or a perspective piece of a dance room or a dance hall. And then as soon as you shift directions and get right to the same eye level as the door, it looks like utter darkness. <laughs> Secret door. Okay, I'm actually I'm going to kneel down and look this kid right in the, right in the face. So really quickly, the kid responds to Osment. That's a fair point. You didn't know about the rules. I'll tell you about the rules right now. You must play the game. Well, no. Oh, sorry. You can't make up the rules now, because then how do we know they weren't rules to begin with? I mean, I'd rather just kill you, but Mira said that we should play. Fenris said we should kill you, and Mira said no. I love my sister, so I'll give you a chance to get out of here alive. That's how this works. Oh, we didn't know that. Now you do. But now you can say anything you want to be a rule, now that the recourse has already started. No, you can leave. I don't care. So, GM, real quick. Yeah. I'm going to take aim at the crossbow. If it looks like he's going to pull, I'm going to use my reaction to, to do another uh, just blast on the crossbow. Okay. Uh, I will say that if you want to aim specifically for the crossbow, you'll have to take a penalty. Yeah, I figured. Okay. So, we'll keep that in mind. Right now, the crossbow is loaded, but at the kid's side. He is not holding it actively. He's gesticulating with his right hand while his trigger or his finger is on the trigger, but the crossbow is pointed at the ground. Okay. So, 
because we didn't know the rules. How about you let the rest of us up here, and then you tell us the rules, and then we can continue the game from this point. I think we should flip that. You two go down there. I don't shoot you and tell you the rules from here. Hmm. And I want you to be clear with you. Since you're right, I could make up anything I wanted. If you continue this course of action, we will be forced to try and kill you. I mean, we will be forced to try and protect ourselves. That's fair. You're right. I mean, you, you haven't been trying to kill us thus far. I haven't been trying to kill you. I've only shot at you for breaking the rules. Then what? Then who put those orbs in there? With the, with, with the ghost things. That would be my sister. That so you me. are trying to kill her. I am not trying to kill you. No, she just wanted friends. She wants more friends. You could be her friends. Don't you like Mira? And he looks at you, Eugene. You seem like a nice guy. Is there anything we could do to get both of you to stop these games other than leave? Yes, actually. You could, uh... Without killing you. No, no. No, no. Listen. Listen, big one. We are looking for a necklace. You get that necklace and you give it to us. You can go. I don't care. Wait, 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 wait. You guys don't have the necklace. We're looking for the necklace. It's at this point that, Osmond, you notice out of the blackness, Mira pops out. And she grabs the brother's coattails. We'll say coattails. He's very fancily dressed. Papa said not to tell him about that. I don't care what Fenris said to do. We can help each other. We don't. We don't want to hurt you. We we we're looking for the same thing. He stares at you blankly. Why should I believe you? Why but do you think we're here in this manner in the first place? Oh, that's easy. We're clearly here for a reason. <laughs> we were told that you would come, and that you would try to kill us. Well, you're right in front of us, and I haven't tried anything yet, so... No, you You also shot me. I'll shoot you again. I'm sure Uh, you will. If if you don't mind me asking, kids, how how old are you exactly? I don't feel like telling you. I'm getting tired of this, and he starts to... No, I understand that, but I have a friend named Quill, and I don't know if your father has filled out the proper paperwork to have children at home by themselves... Uh, Logan, you get inspiration. Because <laughs> that is the best trash talk on both the big bad evil guy and uh, Fenris. Look, so I'm just going to look at him in the face and use my uh, cloak to get advantage on a, trying to convince somebody to say, we're not here to hurt you. We're here to find the necklace. And if we can help each other, we want to help each other. Roll persuasion with advantage. Alright. Got a 19 for counter persuasion. I set the DC based on a dice roll because he's a child and everything's crazy. Yeah, I got five. Okay. I'm getting tired of this game. Mira, let's go feed Grup Rup. And they turn around. Mira like 
nervously tugs on the coattails, but Refla, the brother, doesn't stop, and they disappear into the blackness. Alright, I'm confused. But it looks like we can go this way if you guys want to go this way. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I don't know if I can climb that, right? Maybe we should try one of those other doors earlier on, because what if whatever that giant toad with teeth ends up being behind one of these doors? The What's his name? Grub, grub Rub? Yeah. It could be Grub Grub. It could be more shadows. It's still going to be dangerous. Yeah. Plus, we can't get Isby up there. She's in bearful. Ah! See? <laughs> Why did you turn into a bear? Why wouldn't she turn into a bear? And I'm just gonna, like, when a dog's are kind of ashamed and puts snow on the carpet and rubs its paw over its nose. I mean, you don't have to be ashamed. I'm just, I'm just asking. I mean, you can't answer me. And just falls over my eyes and nope. On the ground. I don't know. Oz, so, what do you think we should do? Should we continue through here or should we go through this other door? I mean, I'm under the opinion that we're saving time by going this way. Alright. And then I'm going to put my stuff on my back and just try to flat it. Okay. I'll wait before he gets on. I'd like to reset the grappling hook because of the compromised position. Uh, you reset it. It was as you reset it, you realize that the child didn't seem to have a lot of strength, and it would have taken him a significantly more tries to actually kick it out. Okay. Uh, Logan, give me an athletics check as you pull your way up. Soft twenty. Yeah, you make it all the way up. Look at me go. Sabine will be right behind him. Okay, give me an athletics check. Pull yourself up. Yes. 18. You pull yourself up without any issues. We got Einar and we got Isby. Isby, you going to try to climb up the wall as a bear? <laughs> I do want to attempt it again. Bears can climb. Are you a black bear? Black bear. Black bears climb trees all the time. Yeah, I would highly suggest you try climbing one of the columns in the dining room and not the rope. <laughs> but that's just me, since you have no opposable thumbs. So I can climb, like, the column? Yeah, so it's, a, again, it's a lavish mansion, right? There are large supporting columns that are made of stone. I'm going to climb it. Uh, Roll with advantage. I agree with Dylan. Bears can climb. I'm glad you agree with Mother Nature as well. What skill would that be? Athletics. Oh, but I'm a bear form, so just 17. Yeah, you make it up. Everybody but Einar is up there. So GM, how long is this table? 
uh, long enough to seat 25 people on each end plus one person on the head and the tail of the table. So pretty heavy? Yeah. Your rough estimation suggests it's a thousand stone. It's also like 50, 60 <clears throat> feet long. He walks over to the table and he lays a hand on it and looks underneath. Mm-hmm. Is this apparatus made of glass? Parts of it are. Metal, glass, what seems to be a strange rubbery material. And the control on the table? It looks like a mechanical console of sorts. You really aren't familiar with it as your background you know, would put you in the country. But you remember seeing things like this in Zvergslo when you went to trade every now and then. I'm going to put two good Eldritch Blasts in the control panel. Okay. Uh, roll damage. Eleven. You crack the panel in half with your first Eldritch Blast, and then the second one sends both pieces flying across the room. As you do that, an electrical surge flows through a lot of the parts and pieces, and you watch as the liquid inside the tubes gets forced out and pushes all of the plates off the table, and it makes this terrible bile-like smell fill the room, and the table is now covered with this yellow-red-green liquid. Satisfied enough of my work, I go walk walk over to the rope and try and climb. Uh, give me an athletics check. <laughs> that one. You make it about a third of the way up when the smell just gets to you. And you get dizzy for a little bit and burn your hands as you fall down the rope trying to steady yourself and land on your butt. No damage, though. I'll start gagging a little bit from the smell, and then I'll give it another try. All right, give it another try. Better. Uh, 14. You make it up. All of you are now up there. A black bear, a fur bog, and the rest of the joke. <laughs> That's kind of harsh. I, I mean, don't think we're jokes. I feel like no it's matter a... what, no matter what that weird godlike voice in the sky says about us. I'm just saying. I feel like there's a joke. A black bear, a half orc paladin, a furbolg all walk into a you know a haunted manor. Dot dot dot. Yeah, no, that sounds like a joke. And almost done. Horrific deaths. Almost, but didn't. All right, so, so who's who's first through the we, black puddle? Are we thinking it's going to be three again, friends? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay, so Einar, you go first? I'll go yep. second. All right, so give me marching orders. i got Einar, Osmit. And Sabine. Sabine. And nobody else. Everybody else watches. I'm going to go in after them if I can. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to go in. After him. So okay. let's say Logan, me, Isby. Yeah, that's fair. So this is what happens, and we'll end it here tonight. Einar, you're first. You step yep. through the black puddle, and you see the entire room, but it's in dark vision. 
The room is dark, but not magically dark. And as you step through the threshold, you hear the familiar sound of what sounds like puddle putty or mud solidifying into metal or steel. Osmit, you were the next one that was going to walk through. You feel the familiar feeling of your face hitting a hard wall. The last thing that you see, Einar, and where we'll end it, is some giant black ball about 20 feet wide hopping around the dance floor about 30 feet below you. And just at the edge of your dark vision, on the other end of the walkway, the walkway ends up being somewhat of a horseshoe. You can't see what's on the other side of the room, but at the very edge in the middle of the horseshoe are Mira and Refla throwing what seems to be chunks of something into the dance floor. And you can align it with the pattern of whatever is down there hopping, chasing whatever they're throwing. And that's where we'll end it. My name is Scott Riley. I am your dungeon master, and I really love playing Dungeons and Dragons. Let's say goodnight. Uh, Logan. Yeah. Good night, everybody. And uh, Einar, uh, I'll miss you like I missed Fuena. <laughs> uh, Isby. Rawr. Bear noises. Sabine. Bear noise. Always keep your axe handy. It's fair. Eugene. Goodbye. Osmond? Remember, ignorance is always an excuse to not... And Einar? Fucking sick of these kids. Respect. I think that's everybody, so good night. Good night. These damn kids in this...